Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. It's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, It's been about a month and what a month it has fucking been. Uh, So this one is called Anatomy of a Vulnerability. I'm doing it uh, outside under the grandma tree in my yard. So if you hear assorted urban sounds or someone starts weed whacking, um, yeah. And I will will go inside if someone starts weed whacking. So anything can happen, folks. (laughs) Uh, It's good to talk to you and some shit has gone down. Um, And that's, that's what we're talking about, the anatomy of a vulnerability. So about two weeks ago, Uh, I sent an email called, this is really actually important, which I've never sent anything like that to my peoples. So I'm going to read that to you. I'm going to try not to go too quickly because this is the most vulnerable email I've ever sent to my peoples. And I've been, I've been pushing my own edges of vulnerability for as long as I've been in business. So it's 11 years now and it's the most vulnerable. So I'm still at my edge. The thing about vulnerability is that you're just always at your edge. That's the goal. Um, and this one is really far into the edge. Um, but I think if I'm, if it's happening to me, the odds of it happening to bunches of you seem very high to me, but I am not the exception. I am not some sort of special snowflake. That's like, this is only happening to me. I think this is happening in a lot of places and in lots of different ways. So I'm going to read the email and then I'm going to comment on the email which is even more vulnerable than the vulnerable email. See what I'm doing here? It's like compounding vulnerabilities. Um, so please, you know, give me a listen. Go, let's go all the way through with me and then we'll figure some shit out, right? Um, so first off, this is really actually important. Again, reading the email and then giving notes on the vulnerability. Horrifically, frighteningly vulnerable. So um, your your notes slash love slash, hey, you want to shoot me an email? K at kristenkelp.com. Don't forget it. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, this is the email. <clears throat> Very official. Hey there. I'm typing really fast because this one is so vulnerable. I'm shaking. So please forgive my lack of commentary on these unprecedented times. Winky face. One of the great compliments of my life happened last week. A dear reader friend and past client, hi Nicole, said she only listens to five podcasters now that the pandemic has hit. Brene Brown, Krista Tippett, On Being, Rob Bell, Richard Rohr, and myself. 
I cried a lot. To even be named with those people is itself an honor and a delight. Like I literally just cried and then texted her my tears. I was like so moved. And also, the trap of being named with those other gorgeous humans is they have access to funding, to levers of power, to enormous institutions, and to one another. I do not. I have never had a number one New York Times best-selling hit. I receive no grants or scholarships or dollars from endowments, and I have never been named one of Time's most influential people. I have no paid team of people who do my bidding, no graphic designer on staff to fluff the shit out of my words and make them more lovely for social media, no interns or assistants to check my email and deal with every last request that's made of me, no stand-in or liaison to answer the deep, lovely, impossibly complicated messages I receive and respond to on a regular basis. It's just me here trying to serve up podcasts and breathwork and poems and blog posts while coaching gorgeous souls in their businesses and staving off my own trauma responses to the pandemic. To be honest, I cried for nine hours on Saturday. I wish I was exaggerating or being dramatic, but nope, a full nine fucking hours. The truth is, I can't do it this way anymore. By the time I've taken care of my clients and provided accessible, read-free, Uh, breathwork four times a week via Instagram live, I have no energy left to even consider making something else. I can't keep generating life-giving messages and breathwork classes, 43 since the pandemic started and counting, and podcasts from the depths of my soul for zero dollars and hoping that you'll hire me for business coaching someday. The email message I've most often received over the past decade is a tremendous thank you for my wisdom from women who sign off with the hope to hire me, quote, someday, unquote. This is not a failure on the part of you or of any other member of my audience. Of course you want to work with me someday. I'm really fucking good at business coaching. And of course you want to shoot me a note to say thanks, which is a good and solid and loving and wise choice. And I appreciate every single one of those messages. This is a failure of my ability to tell the truth about what I need, which is I need to be paid for doing all of my work in the world not just my coaching work, which is at capacity at the moment. In this case, at capacity means my own capacity to show up for people, not the financial numbers that will provide enough food for me to have an accountant, sorry, not the financial numbers that will provide enough money for me to have an accountant and healthcare and food. My capacity to support people at the one-on-one level has taken a hit during the pandemic. I tend to people's souls, and that is not something that I can do for free at any level for one minute longer, because I've tried and tried and it's eating me alive. So I'm asking for your help. Please help me continue making wild, soulful, life-giving work by supporting me on an ongoing basis. If you have ever considered me one of your secret friends, if you have ever used my podcast to feel calm or steady or less despairing or less alone or more wise... If you have ever gained any bit of wisdom, strength, or income from my years of teaching, if you have discovered the power of breathwork because of me, I really, really need your help. I do not have the internal or financial resources to make any more of that work happen without your ongoing support. This is the part where I make a specific ask. I need to know that you're there, that you're paying attention, and that you'll be the audience waiting on the other side for whatever comes next. Please support my work with an ongoing contribution of $20 or more per month. If you don't have $20 a month to spend doing this work with me, that's completely fine. Please don't feel bad because you can't make that happen or scold me for asking. The truth is I need people with $20 worth of bandwidth to pay attention and unlearn a bunch of shit with me. 
knowing someone will hear what I have to say is crucial to me and watching podcast downloads go up or down in number does absolutely nothing for my soul. You agree to actually open my emails, read my words and listen to the podcast. I agree to keep doing and making those things. Bye button. (laughs) The next thing is wild. Then there's a fantastic gif of JVN just rocking it out on Queer Eye doing wild things. Uh, What I can promise for $20 a month. In return for your dollars, I will show up and report on what I've learned. I can't promise exactly what the deliverables will be yet because they refuse to make themselves known to me until I've made this particular ask. Told you the next work is wild. I have no bullet points or lists of 94 things you'll learn. I cannot offer the solidity of a guaranteed return on investment within X days. I do not have the strength to design one more free download or perk or bonus of any kind to make this ask more exciting or appealing or buy now friendly. I will unlearn with abandon, then report back and help you unlearn too. No more refusing to ask for help. See, it's already working. You're reading this email. No more internalized capitalism work no matter what it takes from your soul levels of productivity. No more physical, emotional, spiritual, or energetic martyrdom. I will no longer give until it's gone and then give some more. No more thinking about my work the vast majority of the time, even on weekends, but technically I'm resting because there's no screen in front of me. Resting, because there's no screen in front of me. I promise that I'll show up and keep showing up, just like I've been doing for 11 years straight, But this time, you'll be supporting me as it happens. And I'll get to rest sometimes. And there's JVN freaking out excited GIF, right? (laughs) You'll help me work and eat and breathe and rest and unlearn. And I'll share every last bit of gold I find within me. For now, that means you'll get emails full of goodness when I've got something new to say. In the future, it might look entirely different. It could be a new book or Breathwork Book Club or more podcasts or some new classes. I honestly don't know and I'm not allowed to know until I send this friggin' email. And there's a link to start supporting me now. Wait, why not just take a dollar a month on Patreon or something, Kristen? I can't provide soul care for any less than $20 a month, even at a casual level, because I get too invested in people and care too much. Then I overextend myself and try to support way too many people without having had my very basic needs met in very basic ways. What if I can give you more than $20 a month, Kristen? I'm glad you asked. There is no upper limit on your support for this work. All of your dollars will be received and welcomed. If you can swing 44 or 88 or 200 or 699 or 6,999 bucks a month to help me take my work further, I will 100% take it and use it and transmute every penny into the deepest depths of my soul. There are no bonuses. There is no hierarchy of perks. It was just you and me in conversation like always, but this time I've been completely and totally honest instead of pretending my needs don't matter, la la la, it's fine. See? Unlearning martyrdom. It's already happened. Thank you in advance for reading and for otherwise being dope as fuck. I love you, Kay. And then P.S., in case you're thinking, it's okay, someone else will take care of her so I don't have to. Some numbers. I communicate with about 4,000 people via this list. About 1,000 people open it each time I send a message. My average sales conversion rate is 2.6%. If everything plays out according to the usual numbers, I can expect this particular tear-stained, absolutely truthful and careful call for help to yield 1,000 times 0.026, 26 people who actually offer their financial support. Please prove those projections wrong. You can make the usual numbers look ridiculous and you can do it with such goddamn generosity that I weep for nine hours because we live in a joyous and loving world. And then there's a shut up and take my money button. (laughs) 
P-P-P-S. Want to support me with a lump sum because you have some cash now and aren't sure you'll have it later and or want to be assured you won't blow it on impulse purchases that are way better in the photo than when they show up in your life. Cough everything on Wayfair cough. Please don't purchase from Wayfair. It's garbage cough. <clears throat> you can offer a year of support right here and I will add you to the secret supporters list so you get all the updates and whatever magic happens next. P-P-P-S. If you find this level of honesty disturbing, off-putting, disgusting, quote, unprofessional, unquote, or otherwise appalling, please don't reply to this email. Just unsubscribe. It'll only get worse from here. And then there's a gif of JVN saying, saying, that is gorgeous acceptance. So just some facts about that email, regardless of uh, what you think about it. Um, The first one was that I wrote that over the course of about... um, there were drafts and drafts of that email. It took about a week to get out. I didn't sleep well. I was so embarrassed when I sent that email. Like I, when you hit send and it goes, I just like collapsed into Bear's arms weeping because I was so embarrassed that I had to ask. Now, a couple of points there, like having needs is not embarrassing, but I was embarrassed. Um, I grew up watching WQED, which is your local public uh, television station, right? And that brought us things like Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street and opera, because apparently as a child, I just changed it to opera whenever I could, when I could just walk up to the TV, when it still had like the clicky, you just take the dial and you change the dial to a different station, channel 13, opera all day long. So consumed a lot of that. And when WQED would have fund drives, which is just like, hey, support us, give us money. We're a publicly funded thing and we need your money. Mom would be like, ugh, begging for money and change the station. So there was a lot of like deep internal work to be like, to overcome the stigma of like begging for money instead of like, oh my God, why didn't we? Like we were broke, but like, why weren't we giving 10 bucks a month to support Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street and all that awesome shit that I enjoyed as a child? Like, why did we not do that? right? Um, So that it's not begging for money. It's just being honest about your needs and being publicly funded versus um, privately funded via corporations. And then you have no transparency and can do whatever you want. (coughs) Cough, Amazon, cough, right? So there's actually no shame in it, but it took me a while to get there. There had to be a lot of weeping and angst, you know, the deal, so much angst. Um, So anatomy of a vulnerability, just four points here that may or may not be helpful. I hope they are. Um, and then one thing that I just remember, you know what? Fuck structure. It's happening. I'm just going to talk to you. It's, I can't, I can't promise the number of points there will be. You, you're, you're fine. You don't care. <laughs> the first one was that I wanted to send like a warning email to all of my clients to be like, um, it's okay, but it's not okay, but don't worry because, and then I didn't, I just sent that. And then, um, my clients replied like, this is an amazing, amazing email. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for taking care of yourself. Um, one person said, I'm going to save it as a, as a model of how to stand in your strength and power and also be vulnerable and kind, that there's a, it's an and. Um, so the fallout, the imagined fallout, well, I imagined fallout in a number of ways. The first fallout was... Um, there's like two people that say yes. Everyone else on the list just sends me mean, hateful emails about how I don't have the right to exist. That was my number one fear. That didn't happen. And then the second fear was that my clients would not be willing to work with me anymore because I'm so clearly a failure and I should die of shame, which is a Catherine North phrase, declaredominion.com, 
dying of shame. Very, <laughs> I'm always worried about dying from shame. <laughs> the shame is going to kill me. Um, and then I was worried that my exposing need would, would seem like that I would lose all credibility because if you don't have enough dollars in the bank, then wow, you don't deserve to live. That sort of a thing. Incredibly judgy things about myself. And those things didn't happen. So the point of vulnerability I have found in many cases is how much can you ride your edge and then what good can you allow to happen from that? Because inevitably there's going to be someone who isn't like insulting or whatever. That's fine. But don't focus on that. Don't focus on that like one doucher. Focus on like what is the good that has come of this? I'm going to tell you what the good that has come of this is because I am... Well, I'm nearly two weeks out from this vulnerability, and so it doesn't hurt anymore. It didn't hurt to read that email. Um, it doesn't, the, the, the emotion has moved through, and it's still vulnerable, but it's not deadly. It's just vulnerable. It's okay. Um, the numbers themselves, I'm going to give you very specifics here so that you know um, that there were 39 unsubscribes, and 36 people chose to support. So I could. And this is where your mind and your asshole brain come in. I could read that as that email, which took all of my vulnerability in the world, got more unsubscribes than it did supporters. And that would be exactly the wrong information to take from that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like there was a need. I expressed it. I got some supporters. And if what I take from that is, but lots of people unsubscribed, that's a very bad, very bad thing to take from that. I could also look at the math and the math on the total number on the list relative to the number of people who agreed to support is less than 1%. And again, I could make that mean really, really, really bad things about myself and my work because that number, it's a less than 1% conversion rate. Any cis, het, white, passive income doucher is going to say that that's unacceptable. We got to work on your A, B subject lines. We got to work on your tests. We got to buy you some, uh, some, some software to do some more tracking, get some more data. Fuck all those. Fuck all that advice. Because here's the thing. I feel freer than ever. It's the first time that I've ever opened my email. And when I saw the 39 people had unsubscribed, I went, Good. If you found my most tender, vulnerable, gorgeous, soft request that I've ever made, if you found that offensive, I need you to go because I need to make a safe space for myself in this email list. I need to feel like everyone who's there is with me. And the people who unsubscribed, I'm like, thank God that you fucking unsubscribed rather than just replying to me judgmentally. Because I did put that boundary in there, and I wanted to demonstrate that's how you hold a boundary. If you feel called out because you blah, 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 please don't respond, just unsubscribe. That's a boundary, and I held it, and it worked. And I'm so glad that those 39 people unsubscribed. God bless them in their efforts. I'm not their person, and that's dope. When we don't when we're not the right people for each other and you acknowledge that because I don't know you, you're a person on a list, right? Um, that's fantastic. Good. Go. Have a life that doesn't include me. God bless you. But the people that did sign up, those people are with me all the way. And somehow I feel freer than ever because 
there are 36 people and God bless every one of you. And we're not going to stay here for very long or I'll just fall down weeping and won't be able to speak. God bless every last person who is with me. So I got 36 people with me all the way. And that is somehow better than having like thousands question mark of people sort of maybe kind of like vaguely listening, vaguely opening emails, but only if they're useful or only if they have shiny things in them or only if they promise $300 worth of value for three cents or only if they have the word free in all caps. Like, in fact, three cents is too expensive. Why isn't this free? Like you can hear my energy just like my soul is being sucked out. I can't fucking deal with you people anymore. You people being um, the people that come, they take the shiny, they take the gold, they take the heart of the thing, and then they unsubscribe and go on to the next one. I can't do it anymore. So these 36 people and my 19-year-long clients right now, these people are with me. The lifeboat has, let's do the math, 56 people plus me. And Bear mans the lifeboat too because he literally mans the lifeboat. <laughs> He's like the token man. <laughs> Every single supporter of mine is female. Every single one of my clients is female. And Bear is there because he's very good at man things. So he literally mans the lifeboats. So the 55 of us are going to go do some shit. Um, and you are welcome to join me. I'm going to set up kristenkelp.com slash support to get on that train and get in that lifeboat. Get in the lifeboat. kristenkelp.com slash support. If you're hearing this, it's live. Please go get it. Um, and you can get in a lifeboat with me because I, um, that's all I need to say about that. Number two, and this I hope resonates with you because uh, I think, so I'm going wider and wider. It was about me and now I'm like meta one step wider. Um, here's the other thing. Uh, this is t- themes of my life, martyrdom and excellence. They sort of are wrapped around each other. Um, excellence ain't free. Like, you would never, ever, 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 ever be call fucking Brene Brown. I'd be like, hey, I need you to uh, come and give a call. Yeah, I need you to give a lecture. Yeah, no, 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 there's no pay. Yeah, 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 we pick the time. Yeah, you get exposure. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Oh, yeah, you've had a Netflix special, but this is exposure. Yeah, you should take that, right? Excellence ain't free. God damn that. <laughs> so here's the thing about content marketing, which I've been around before and during, and I see it. I've seen it all. Like, I've had a business for 11 years that's online. I've seen some shit. And I've gone all the way into it and coming back out the other side. Content marketing is about extraction. It's about, I'm going to tell you ABC and then D, E, and F are join my list and I'll tell you. The reason that I suck at that is because I am no good at making shit that's only like 14% good so that you'll buy my full on goodness or that is like ABC good and then you come and get D, E, and F. I suck at that. All my shit is good all the time. I believe in excellence across the board all the time for no reason other than excellence itself. And so we ain't doing it that way. I'm not doing the 14% good and then buy my shit with my, it doesn't fucking work for me. Excellence on my terms is defined as conveying universal truth via my particular experiences in as many ways as possible. Because the only, the only way that I can access universal truth is as me as a being that 
I can access it in the cosmos, but I'm still going to have to be in a body as I access it. And so that's going to be the way that I do it. Excellence for me is conveying universal truth via my particular experiences and in, many, in as many ways as possible. It is showing up, it is letting yourself be seen, and it is encouraging others to do the same. But excellence ain't free. If you're like, Kristen, you're just a little overblown here. I don't know. Like, are you really that great? I mean, come on. Okay. So eight years ago. And remember, I've been coaching for the duration of the time since this happened in 2012. Eight years ago, I was finishing, like we were on the final retreat of a $20,000 mastermind. And I would, they were just having these experiences. They were frustrated. They were like, I didn't get what I came for. I didn't get enough. I'm so confused. Something's off. And I would lead them, like literally lead them into the water in the ocean. Really, really gentle waves. So we're just sort of floating and bobbing around for like 10 minutes. And they would come out and they said things to me like that free coaching you did for like 10 minutes in the ocean swimming with me. I got more out of that than out of the whole rest of this combined that like the clarity and the detail and the, that was exactly what I need. And for the last eight years, that has just made me angry (laughs) because it was a $20,000 mastermind. And I did the free coaching that kicked all of that coaching's ass. And the truth is excellence ain't free. And I probably shouldn't have given it to him, but I was a human who was like, you're in pain. This hurts. You feel that you've wasted a lot of money. We're here in Mexico and there's an ocean and I'm good at this shit. And I suspect I could be helpful. So I was helpful. And my desire to be helpful has often outweighed my desire to have money. Turns out it's an and. So that story leads to, I have very brief notes here. We're almost done. If you're, I don't think you're bored though. I think it's been a month. You could, there's some fire here you're getting, right? The fire's back. Um, Part of that is owning my power. The truth is I'm a more powerful coach than this particular person was eight years ago. And that particular person has gone on to blah, 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 blah. It's not about that person. It's about owning my power right? And I gave away bunches of power. I gave away bunches of excellence. I gave away bunches of like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just give away 15 minutes of coaching. Motherfucker, 15 coaches, 15 hours of coaching with me is like 90 minutes of coaching with somebody who's just finished a program. And it's like three hours of coaching with someone who's like halfway decent. Like I promise you that I'm fucking powerful and I just need to own my power. So part of this whole deal of being this vulnerable is owning my power. Like I have spent, I've been writing and making a living doing so and coaching the like crazy for 11 years now. And my insights into humanity, into coaching, into the way business works, into the way souls work, into the way that your mind works, into asshole brain, into undoing that, into sales, into marketing, they're fucking powerful and they're fucking effective and people have to pay for that. So if some part of you is like, but I'm a fucking master at this. I'm amazing at this. I've been doing this thing for a long time. Yes. And people have to pay for it. So there is something about content marketing that is extractive and that is like, this isn't working for me. That is probably a piece of it. It's not working because it's extracting tremendous value from you. It's extracting excellence and you get paid what? Exposure? Yeah. That's probably going to be an imbalance and a problem. 
And the trick for me is to not be bitter about it, to be like, oh, but I made that choice every step of the way. Nobody forced me to do this thing. I was learning. I was learning. And excellence ain't free, right? Um, I've spent my life steeped in books and words and knowing, um, and I find connecting with the divine and the mystic far easier than doing things that other people find very, very simple, like using a drill to make holes in the bottom of a planter for gardening purposes. Like, first off, if you don't have master class, you should probably get it. And if you're broke, that's fine. Don't get it. But have someone share their password with you. Masterclass, Ron Finley. He's fucking amazing. And he teaches gardening. And um, I don't know how to garden, but I'd like to learn. And I was just like, bear. He's just like, yeah, use a drill to make holes in the bottom of your planter. And he moves on. I was like, I don't... Uh, like how many halls what are we doing I don't, I don't, like what how, how even like i have so many questions about these holes and bear goes yeah be vulnerable and then walks away and i was like oh touche yeah i can do hard things i just can't do easy things that's a yeah we can do hard things that's a glennon doyle okay so um i can't make shit for free anymore the end also, I can try to make some stuff free and the rest paid, but I can't keep making podcasts and more podcasts and blog posts and poems and breathwork classes and safe spaces. And the trick is, excuse me, that I can't, I can't pretend any longer that they don't cost me tremendous amounts of time and energy as well as money. So the money is like, but it's free. Like it's free. You just hop on Instagram live. You do, you know, 44 classes during a pandemic that are completely free. And uh, what's the big deal? The big deal is, you know how much energy it takes to hold space for 15 people to lose their shit four to five times a week during a pandemic? The answer is it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Um, So I have to take my own advice. And I've been talking about the time, money, energy thing since, I don't know, like seven or eight years. Uh, Weighing my own time, money, energy. And uh, yeah, if it takes too much time and energy, in this case, it was a free thing. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So um, the last class of Love in the Time of Pandemic is on, uh, is on my birthday, which is May 28th, 2020. I will be 39. And that will be my last, like, whoa, we're having pandemic graduation, pandemic breathwork graduation. Um, and that will be that. And we'll move on. So permission to move on. Great. Good. Permission to let a thing be done. Great. Permission to not fucking work for free anymore. Great. And that brings us to permissions. So if some part of you is like, I can't make more free shit for any reason either. Good. 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 The vast majority of people listening to this were assigned female at birth. And the one of your inheritances as a female is you work for free. And you feel bad about getting paid for it. And the males will go and make the money. And that's not, that's not reverse racist. That's not war on the white man. That's none of that shit. That's just factual. One of the things my mom said to me over and over, with the best of intentions, by the way, this was not her being evil or bad, was, Kristen, I need you to marry a doctor or a lawyer so you'll never have to worry about money again. That was it. That was her big advice. It was not, you go earn a shit ton of money so you never have to worry about it. Beyonce's All the Single Ladies was two decades away. (laughs) It was just, marry a doctor or a lawyer and you won't have to worry about money. P.S. Of course, that's a heteronormative assumption, of course. And of course, that's a patriarchal assumption, of course. And it's also like the best she could do was like that was the advice. So when we stop working for free, 
and we stop expecting other women to work for free, we do everyone a service because excellence ain't free. And if you're like, well, I make excellence and it's free. Why? Excellence ain't free. (laughs) Uh, Second, if you can't do so-called content marketing anymore because 10 years ago that shit was novel and it worked and now it's just people devouring your sacred truth before subscribing to get free shit, unsubscribing when they get it and then moving on to the next person like a goddamn plague of locusts. Yep. The truth of that has been revealed more and more over time that when you sign up for something like updates or just I want to hear from you, fantastic. That's fantastic. And when you sign up for this, like it's got a bullet point and there's a download and there's a free thing and then they take it and they unsubscribe. It just doesn't fucking work. So instead of thinking it as content marketing, thinking, think of it as relationship building. How can we work together to be in relationship? And the truth is, I don't know what that's going to look like for you, but I know for me that looks like getting more and more excited as my email list gets smaller and smaller, which is strange. I realize that's strange, but everybody that says make the list bigger, 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 I have watched my list go from, I'm going to give you real numbers now, over 16,000 people and being like, that's not enough. Keep going. It has to get bigger circa 2012 to under 4,000 people eight years later and it feels better than ever because the people that are on the list are fucking with me and it's not about do I have 100,000 vaguely interested people it's about how many engaged people do I have and how can I keep them engaged how can I take care of them how can we take care of each other those are better questions than where is the freebie, put it on the website, make sure people opt in, blast the shit out of them with a funnel, blast the shit out of them with a different funnel, make it scarce, make it harsh, press their alerts, hit their fear buttons, sell them something they don't need, take their money, don't offer refunds, and get the fuck out of Dodge. That ain't it. And it stops. It stopped a long time ago here, let's be honest. (laughs) We don't have to do it that way. Content marketing is fucked up, extractive, and And undeniably, because we are not as good at extraction and corporate money-making and industrial slavery, undeniably relies more on the labor of women than on men and on the free labor of women than on men. And that is fucked up and that doesn't have to happen anymore. Can you hear me pounding my own table with my forefinger? It is happening. A couple of other permissions that might be helpful as we move on from that very heavy topic. Uh, If your whole life during the pandemic, several months in here, is what the fuck do I do now? You're allowed to feel that way. Like, of course you feel that way. All the systems that we've grown up with are failing spectacularly, except the bad systems. The bad systems, like patriarchy and racism and the acquisition of more and more power by billionaires, those systems are doing great. But the good, solid support structures that we've created as a society are being gutted. And I'm talking libraries, schools, community centers, music programs, all the shit that should absolutely be funded no matter what. That, um, like the, the garden programs um, in inner cities should be the last things to lose funding, right? And libraries should be the last things to lose funding because every single person that enters is welcome, period. No exceptions. The end. Those are losing money, and now we're stuck with, well, we have patriarchy, racism, and tech. How's that going? Shitty. Yep. So just noticing, noticing that only the the shitty structures are doing great right now, and how can you support the structures that are life-giving? 
So if you find my work life-giving, fantastic. KristenKelp.com slash support. If you find the work of libraries, schools, community centers, music programs, um, anything at all that is local to you, that is within 20 miles of you, that is doing work that you would like to see continue, we support that shit with our dollars wherever possible. And if not with your dollars, then with your time and energy and possibly all three, time, money, energy. Cool? Um, That we can spend an infinite amount of time despairing about how fucked up it is and we can also turn off the fucked up like what the fuck is wrong today.com news media and be like what is good what is solid what are we moving toward where are we going how can i help create that future and how can i help fund that future if you've got any money at all right um we have had our our priorities all fucked up as a globe for a long while now like the rise of just corporate nation state is a thing um And that's all just come to light and it's gross and it's hard and it's difficult and uh, we can make new choices. We can do this differently. We can support each other as makers, as souls, as humans, as mystics, as caregivers, as teachers, as friends, as partners, as lovers, as humans together, right? So part of this is what does a new way of being look like? And if you are like, I can't possibly consider that question right now, it's okay. It's not a one and done. It's not a like, do you like soup or would you like to have a bowl of soup right now, right? Easy questions. (laughs) It's um, how do we make new ways of being in the world and how do we make commerce happen without making capitalism happen? Um commerce being like hey the exchange of goods and services capitalism being yeah fuck you i'm gonna take all the money i'm gonna take all the money Uh, which is what we see with the rise of billionaire culture big big questions big big questions um so how do we make new choices how do we do this differently how do we support each other as makers as souls as humans as mystics as caregivers as friends as people sharing a planet because that's what it comes down to I don't have a lot of answers, um, but I hope that sharing the answers for me has been helpful. And it's an and. I want to be very clear that it's I'm still doing business coaching and I will take clients as soon as my internal capacity to take them increases, which I think will be soon in the summer. Um, So you can email me if you want to be added to the wait list for business coaching. And also, um, how can I get supported for this tremendous amount of other work that I do that was previously unpaid? And how can I honor that excellence ain't free? Because excellence ain't free. Um, And if excellence is free, then it's because we make an ecosystem in which that is possible. But extractive content marketing, come and join this summit for exposure. No, that ain't it. At least not for me. So wherever you find yourself coming up against a system that's like, fuck this system... That is a good and honorable thing. Honor that and then imagine a better future. What would it look like if I didn't submit to this? If I didn't do this? If I didn't do it this way? If I didn't think of it like that? What is a wider, more expansive future that I could give myself to? Times everything ever, but in particular this. In particular not working for free. In particular um, letting it be known that excellence ain't free. That's, it's a no a no for me.
Um, and then letting that feed you. And, and finally, um, again, like those numbers, you can make the numbers mean almost anything. And so if you make the numbers mean, I got this many unsubscribes, ergo, I should shut the fuck up. You can also mean, I got this many unsubscribes, ergo, the people that I am communicating with are even more with me than the last time I sent an email. Because you can always opt out. And when they don't opt out week after week after week after week, you build a relationship together. That's how it works. So get stoked about unsubscribes. Get stoked about supporters. And excellence ain't free. May you... Well, first, may you consider kristenkelp.com slash support as a viable thing that you would like to have continue to help make podcasts like this happen and to make free shit that's God knows what. God knows what. And to make paid stuff that's like, I don't know. We're going to make some shit together. If you want to join that endeavor, kristenkelp.com slash support. May you check it out. May you... Be strong enough for long enough to see the numbers for what they are and not make them mean something bad about you. May you view whatever your numbers are with love and kindness and grace and grace and grace. May you stop fucking working for free. Period. May you acknowledge the, place, may you acknowledge the places where you are excellent and may you remember that excellence ain't free. Unless you're volunteering for a library, at which point you will be the goddamn Mr. Rogers of excellence with children and people will walk away stunned that you even exist, for example, hypothetically. (laughs) May you find institutions, spaces, nonprofits, um, people, endeavors, mutual aid efforts, and other ways of being that are new, that are tender, and that need your support with time, money, energy, or all three. And may you give yourself to them with such love that we build new futures together forever and ever. Amen. I love you, and I'll see you when I see you. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now, and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now, and that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.